I'm Sally Tierney, the owner of Clear Path Forward, an advocacy investigation firm in Virginia. And I love listening to the PI Perspective podcast because Matt interviews so many investigators that bring their unique expertise to the show. I've learned so much from them and look forward to every single episode. Thank you, Matt. The Campbell Group offers best-in-the-industry pricing, service, and coverage for private investigators. With more than 25 years of experience in the industry and over 3,000 PIs insured nationally, the Campbell team has the expertise to make sure you have the coverage you need. Submit an application and receive a quote within 24 hours. Let them know you're a PI Perspectives listener on your application for $50 off your yearly premium. Do you enjoy our podcast and the guests we bring you? Since 2019, Matt and his team have done their very best to give you amazing shows each week. If you feel like our show has helped you to be a better investigator, or maybe even inspired you to become an investigator, please let us know. We're looking for testimonials. Drop Matt an email with a recorded 20 to 30 seconds of you talking about this podcast. You can also email him something verbal about the website. His email is S at SatellitePI.com. And if you really feel blessed for having this content, consider supporting Matt and our show by joining Investigators Toolbox. You really have to see version 2.0. And at just 49 cents a day, it's a no-brainer. Now let's jump in to this week's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. We're wishing all our listeners a happy Memorial Day. We want to especially thank our listeners who have served or have loved one that is serving or has served. This country is great because of these people. So thank you. Today we have a great show. California PI Justin Hudson joins us. Matt and Justin started companies about the same time and have grown their businesses to mid-sized to large firms. There is a formula and secret to making things work. The guys talk about it today. So please welcome Justin Hodson and your host, private investigator Matt Spare. And welcome everyone to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. This is Matt Spare, your host. Today, I'm, I'm really happy to have somebody on here who, you know, we've been following each other on LinkedIn forever. I feel like I know the dude because I've just seen so many postings. He's got a really good social media team and we've celebrated each other's victories and and um, he's kind of scaled up his business and that that's where I am in, in my career right now. And uh, I asked uh, Justin to come on. So we got Justin Hudson coming on from Hudson PI just to kind of talk about some of the challenges and stuff. So Justin, I want to welcome you to the program. Thanks a lot, Matt. I, I want to say that, uh, one, very flattered, a uh, fan of the podcast, and of course, we've been following each other, and um, it's, a, it's an honor to be on the podcast. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I think it's a long time coming. Um, definitely, uh, you're, you're a mover and a shaker, and, and the more we talked like on, offline before we started recording, I was like, wow, this guy's really followed kind of the same path that I've followed, and you're just a, a few steps ahead of me. Um, which is okay. It's not a competition, not a race. No. Everything's cool. <laughs> so um, let's let's lay your background out though. Tell me a little bit about how you got into the business and um, sure. where you are now. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've been in investigations for over 20 years. Um, I started out very similar to um, probably a lot of your listeners. Um, originally started out as a store detective, so uh, loss prevention. And then um, <clears throat> 
I, I answered an ad in the paper. This is back when we had newspapers. Right. Uh, <laughs> I uh, answered an ad in the newspaper for investigator trainee uh, company out of Riverside, California. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was 19. Um, and I was like, there's no way they're going to hire me. They sure enough, they did. Yeah. Uh, they uh, threw a camera on my lap and told me to go out in the field. And so um, I did several years of, of vehicle surveillance for workers comp. Um, and, um, after about three years, I got enough experience, uh, to, um, kind of get an idea of how it works. And I decided, you know what, I wonder if I can do this on my own. Right. So in 2003, I went and got my license, started my business and, um, pretty much the rest is history. I mean, between, uh, 2003 to now I've gone through, um, quite a bit of, uh, ups and downs, you know, business is business. We, um, Started out in the domestic market where we would do domestic investigations, cheating husbands, that type of thing. You're in California, just so folks know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in California, you need about three years of experience before you can get get your license. Um, in New York. I think it's hours, right? I think it's like 9,000 hours in New York, which equates to three years experience. Yeah, like. six 6,000 hours. So a 2,000 hours a year uh, basically comes out to 40 hours a week. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, so it started in the domestic market, was there, um, uh, developed some partners that were interested in, in getting into that market, expanding my business um, in, into that, um, and then got into insurance defense. Um, so uh, a lot of my work now is um, the defense. Uh, I was solo about six years ago right. um, and hired my first, uh, first employee um, six years ago and have it been expanding the business since. Wow. That that's such a trajectory, right? So 14 years kind of just doing your own thing. And then one day you say, okay, it's time to ramp up. Um, you know, I, I want to go back to your, your comment about 19 year olds and and getting hired. Cause I had a similar type situation. I wasn't quite 19. I was a little bit older um, by a few years, um, but I worked in retail also. Right. So I come out of college, first job I get, uh, it's a uh, retail investigation company. They did like mystery shopping, pre-employment screenings, things of that nature, right? So they paired me and I was 22 at the time, I think, with like a 53-year-old lady from um, uh, Barbados. So she was Beijing, right? And you would never think we were working together. So we would create these scenarios at registers, uh, giving employees opportunities to steal and either she's running out and I'm behind her or I'm running out and she's behind me. And we're the other second person is just watching what that person does with the, you know, the entrapment that we're, we're putting out there, right? Here's 20 bucks. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's interesting to, to see, but that's how we get started, right? And what it comes sure. down to, and I was at John Jay College recently, a couple of weeks ago at a, um, uh, basically a seminar, um, getting people who are interested in the business, giving them topics, uh, which was fantastic. But, you know, it's like you got to take those opportunities to get the experience, right? You, you know, if you have that entrepreneurial core, right, you can't just from day one say, hey, I'm going to be an investigator unless you're in a in a state or a country that doesn't require licensing. But then you don't have the experience. So who the heck's going to hire you? Um, you know, getting your foot in the door. So when you first went on your own, Justin, were you, uh, did you have your own clients? Were you subbing out to other investigation companies? What did that look like for you? Yeah. So in 2003, um, I decided that I was going to go out uh, on my own. Um, certainly when uh, you're younger, I think your confidence is a little bit higher in yourself. And at that time, I, I decided um, I was going to go out on my own and I was going to advertise to the public. 
Um, this is uh, 2003. This was the beginning of Google and, and the online advertising boom. Um, so I really taught myself how to advertise online, get a website, taught myself HTML up for my website. It's back when HTML was popular. And, uh, yeah, and, um, and um, I advertised to the public. I told them I was licensed PI. I was experienced in surveillance, which um, I had at that time about four years experience. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to work with the public in, um, again, uh, cheating husbands, cheating wives type of situations. Yeah. No, there's definitely a vertical for that. And the thing is, like, if you're looking to start in this industry, like you will find a job doing that kind of work because it, there's a big need for it. And there's a big need for dependable people. So sure. if you're not dependable, I mean, you're not going to succeed in any vertical that you're in. You might as well just call it a day. But right. if you have the right attitude and you want to learn, um, and this was some of the stuff that I was talking to the kids at, at, at school about, you know, like what are the up and coming trends, right? How are you going to find that job? You know, right now it's technology, understanding AI, understanding coding, understanding all these things like that will give you the leg up, you know, understanding technology with equipment, with surveillance. If you know how to work a camera and you're kind of good at, at uh, doing all that stuff, like you're going to be somebody that gets that second assignment, right? If you understand how to use case management systems. You know, like that's a game changer. I just hired a guy recently. Um, you know, we use cross tracks. That's kind of my thing. This guy, he came using track ops, right? Which is, you know, uh, kind of the same, uh, the same type of platform. It's really dashboard of, of what your comfort level is. Um, so getting him up to speed on cross tracks was easy because he understands, uh, you know, what, what that's about. So those are the things that kind of give you that, um, that leverage that, uh, you know, one up as to, okay, which contractor I'm going to use here. Right. And then once you get that experience, once you've got that under your belt, you've got your hours, you got your own license. Cause I think probably in California, I know this is the whole 1099 thing out there was, it's been an issue, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. are they employees? Are they 1099s? How many hours are they working for you? You know, that, that's a, that, that's a real deal. Um, yeah. But once you establish your, yourself and you're incorporated and you're doing all the things, like now you can start going out and soliciting on your own, um, John Q Public or insurance. See, I took, you and I started in the same place. You went left, I went right. See, I migrated more towards plaintiff because sure. that's, that's where I was cut from, right? You migrated more towards defense because that's where the surveillance work was and that's your specialty. Sure. I didn't enjoy sitting in a car. You know, for me, I'm I, I'm like my brain's running, and I'm like I I need to be doing something right now, not looking for that guy to come out the the door. Understanding that you got to focus on that guy coming out the door because if you miss it, you miss it, right? So I just right. I wasn't built that way. But it's very interesting that we started kind of similar and then took took different terms here. Um, yeah, I didn't quite wait 14 years to ramp up, uh, start building up. I think I hired my first employee um, two years in, uh, but it was just the two of us for a very long time. And sure. uh, I, I don't know if you had this same issue, but the issue that I had with um, with administrative help, I always said, I'm not going to hire somebody that I pay salary to that's not actually doing billable hours. Like that's sure. a sucker's bet. Why would I do that? <clears throat> right. And it was so backwards thinking that way because that person's going to help you be more efficient and it's going to enable you to be out in the field more and do what you need to do. So tell me a little bit about it, your experience with that and, and admins. Uh, when, you know, when did you realize like, Hey, I need help here. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I was lucky enough to be able to uh, um, work on my own for a while. 
And, um, you know, a lot of people have that decision. They, they make that choice. They say, hey, look, I don't want I don't want to expand my business. I'm happy working the cases that I have. Um, I it, it, it happened. It happened kind of organically. But at the same time, I was like, OK, I can't do this by myself. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I was working, you know, uh, 70 hours a week. Um, I was uh, missing activities with family on the weekend. Right. And um, that's that's really should be the des- deciding factor. Some people, um, you know, you're, you're going to plan to um, expand your business and you're going to want to stage that. You're going to need to invest into in an employee so that um, you have the ability and the flexibility to do things like marketing or meeting with clients and things like that. And um, some of the busy work can um, can be there. So, uh, yeah, so six years ago, I, um, I hired uh, admin and um, about three months after that, I hired a researcher. Mm-hmm. I taught them the trade. I taught them what I, what I was doing um, and started building our culture and our stage off of that. Yeah. And um, um, so that, that, was our first, that was our first stage was allowing me to <clears throat> have additional time um, to focus on the company, to focus on advertising to focus on um, client relations. Cause that's a big part. Big part you can yeah. be the, you, you can be the best investigator in the world, but if you don't have that um, if you don't develop that relationship with your clients and you don't have that communication part of, of the business, it's, it's going to be pretty difficult. Yeah. And, and if you don't do that early on, what's going to happen is you're going to shoehorn yourself into being always the investigator where, you know, Hey, how come you're not doing the job? Why did you hand me off to, to Mike, you know, I don't want Mike. I want Justin. I'm paying for Justin, you know, and like they, they don't understand that. Um, and, and I was in that hole for a very long time, you know, and I, I got to the point where I was like, trust me, you want Mike, <laughs> you don't want Matt because right. Matt's doing sales and Matt's, you know, managing the business and Matt's, you know, doing these other things. And right. yeah, Matt knows what he's doing, but, um, Mike, he really is like honed in on that craft and, and his background is X, Y, Z. And, and like, he's going to do a more focused job because that's his task. He has right. nothing more to do than your particular assignment. And then focusing on getting that done. Whereas the business owner themselves, they're getting pulled in a few different directions, you know, right. and it's, it's, it's hard. So that's, that idea is tough for longtime clients to understand. I, I have, um, you know, one client I've been doing business like, I don't know, 17 years. And he finally got it. (laughs) He's like, okay. You know, like, unless it's like, I really need the expertise of your eye on this. We're going to have everybody, everybody, everybody else on your team do that. I want to go back right to the, the, you had mentioned researcher also and how important that is to have either a dedicated in-house researcher or a 1099 that you actually trust to do. Because I think that's another struggle as we're scaling up, um, sure. that we don't have the proper time to do the, the research. And, and if you have somebody you trust, I prefer in-house. I have an in-house person too. And, sure. um, you know, we're not always super busy with the work that she does. You know, she's very good at what she does and she's OCD, which is another great characteristic to have for, for somebody who's a researcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, in the downtime, she's she's getting better at her craft and, and what she does and, she, you know, helping out with other stuff, which is good. So what was your experience with uh, having that researcher in? Yeah. So um, kind of touch on what you said, and it, it correlates with this is that um, I had the mindset that 
um, you, you have to humble yourself. You, you, you want to say, okay, look, I'm a really good investigator. I'm a really good businessman, but you really need to understand that you need that help. And if you find out where you need that help, you hire somebody that, um, you, that one is either trainable or two, um, already has the skills there and you can kind of mold them into the way that, that you do it. But I have a mindset of, and I tell my employees all the time, I was like, I hired you because I think you're smarter than me. Yeah. I honest, and, and that's honestly, that's the truth. They're going to be better at this one particular job that they applied for. They have the skills and mindset to do this one particular job being research or admin or surveillance. And they're going to be better at that while I'm being, like you said, pulled in, um, you know, 10 different directions. I think one of the other problems with scaling up and um, it just, maybe the personality that I have and, and a lot of the other investigators have is kind of release that control too. Once you, um, you talked about trust, we also need to trust in ourselves. Say, Hey, look, I've trained this person. They seem to be doing a good job. I've followed up on their results. I've followed up on their research. Um, let, let, let them do their job. Yeah. Let them do their job. And, trust um, Yeah. 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 You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. So here, here's the big elephant in the room though. And I will see where where you're at. Cause this is something I I recently have released and what a feeling billing, how much to charge for each thing. Right. And make sure sure the bills come out. So I, 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 billing I'm okay with where I haven't really released yet is receivables. (laughs) I'm still looking at all the money that's coming in. Uh, Sure. Where are you with that? That's a, that's, that's difficult. You know, um, because you have your your client relations, right? And you don't want to be um, this guy that's completely always hand- hounding your your clients. Yeah. Um, that that's an issue. That's a problem. If if when if you're running a business and you're scaling up and you have a lot of employees, if you're expecting to get a check every week, um, you know it's not going to happen. It's yeah. it's just not going to happen, especially with um, yeah. You got to do, do credit lines. Yeah. 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 Yep. You, that's, that's always, um, that's always an option. Um, you know, we, we've been very fortunate. We've been very fortunate, but you know, we've, we have, um, we have invoices that are uh, waiting payment six months. Yeah. I know I'm going to get paid. Um, these, uh, this is a, you know, these are huge corporations, Geico auto club. I know I'm going to get paid. It's just, it's sitting on an adjuster's desk and they forgot to yeah, you know, see, get it. See, that's the difference between plaintiff and, de- and defendant, right? So I made that decision to step away from plaintiff and, and, and go more towards, or from defendant and go more towards plaintiff because I was running into those situations. And I'm like, man, this isn't the bank of Matt Spare. Like, I got yep. a small shop here, you know? Yep. And like, these guys don't give a crap. You know, you'll get paid when you get paid. Or they'll say like, oh, well, you know, the law firm that hired you didn't authorize this particular job. So- your five thousand dollar bill, we'll give you thirty five hundred. Take it or leave it, right? Yeah, that happened a few yeah. times to me, and I was like, yeah. "This is not good," right? Yeah, so, that's one of the things that's important is make sure that you have a budget yeah. and you have an authorized budget and it's in writing. Yeah, I, I actually had. Uh, I'll tell the story real quick. I've told it before, but I'll tell it again real quick because it's topical. Um, and then we'll take a, a quick break. So I had a, an insurance company that had reached out to me on a referral from um, you know somebody that that knew who I was and what I could do and knew I could solve the problem of this particular adjuster, right? So the adjuster reaches out to me and they're like, hey, we want you to do the job. You know, can you help? And I was like, yes, just send me $5,000. They're like, no, we're XYZ insurance company. And they were national carrier, right? And I'm like, 
Okay. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you want me to do your work, send me a retainer. Like, no, I'm like, okay, good luck with your problem. And like two weeks later, they call me back. They're like, who do we make the checkout to? Nice. They knew they, 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 there was nobody else that was going to solve the problem. And then the problem was being solved because of my relationships, you know, and there was just no other way to do it because it, it was a relationship based thing. It's not like you could just hire somebody to go sit in the car, or do something. It was, it was developing info and, you know, there was an, an avenue to do it. Right. So and not only was that $5,000, but it was like another four on top of it. It ended up being when all said and done and the client was really, really happy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't really do defense work. I can't deal with, with, you know, laying that money out. Um, and that's, and as you scale up, that's another issue, right? Payroll. You got to pay yeah. people every week. They don't want to hear that. Hey, Geico is not going to pay for six months, right? That's right. not the problem. That's your problem. Right. Um, and just kind of, uh, understanding. So we're going to jump out and take a, a quick break. And then when we come back in, we'll talk more about the nuts and bolts of, of scaling up, but but you you touched on something earlier that I thought was really really important. I want to hammer down on that, and that's culture. You know, sure. and how, the correct way to build culture uh, as you're scaling up, and how important that is to get the very best out of the people that you're trusting in in doing these things. So when we come back, I really really want to dig into that because I think there's there's something there. So um, everybody, sit right, to, uh, sit tight, and we'll, we'll be right back. As I'm eating my words, hang in there. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. I want to talk to everybody today about scopenow.com. Scopenow has been a big time sponsor of this program for quite some time. And I just love their service. I've been using them since the beginning. I'm one of their beta customers and it's been so awesome to see them grow into the business that they are today and just how they just keep reinventing themselves and pushing themselves to get more and more information. What it comes down to is, is Scope Now is a tool that you definitely need to use if you do social media investigations, any internet research, and really spending less time digging around and, and uh, looking for information, I think is one of the best points of how Scope Now can help you. Their AI platform, their analytics are amazing. You really get an idea of what you need. You're reducing the time, you're reducing the manpower that you, you're spending on doing this research because they're essentially doing it for you and uh, they're doing it correctly, which is most important. One of the new things that they're actually offering is this flagging system where you can flag behaviors and really highlight and um, look out for fraud. If you're doing a lot of fraud research, uh, this is a fantastic tool and you can set up alerts. So you have uh, particular people that you're looking at, you can actually set up alerts to get notifications when the criteria that you set up is actually um, is flagged and goes off. It's really, uh, really amazing. And their relationship and association analytics are uh, top notch, really uh, cutting edge and really, really cool. When they brought that out on version three, it was a game changer. I mean, really being able to see how people interact together and, and uh, you know having that relationship you know, analysis is really, really something that's cool. You know, one of the other things about being involved with Scope Now is their ability to offer webinars. Their team is cutting edge on putting together and getting out really, really great content. 
if you're a member of Scope now, if you know who they are, you've seen them around on LinkedIn, you'll you'll know that they're constantly doing webinars on these new websites that are coming out, and uh, they're really staying on top of it. And don't forget, uh, any reports that you generate, you can actually white label those reports, and put your own logos on, and, and really make them look professional, which you know could equate to more billing for you as well. So check them out today. It's uh, www.scopenow.com. They're a great, great company. They should be one of the tools in your toolbox, along with whatever kind of uh, search engines you do. Uh, you need to make sure that ScopeNow is a part of that suite. ScopeNow.com. Did you hear about the annual NALI conference from June 21st to the 23rd in Charlotte, North Carolina? Frequent show guest Jan Barefoot is the local host for this great event. Speakers include Megan Munoz, Buddy Jericho, Bree Jones, Gary Kursky, and many others. You can learn more at NallyOnline.org. N-A-L-I-Online.org. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. Uh, today, we are joined by California uh, licensed private investigator, Justin Hudson from Hudson PI. Justin, welcome back to the program. Thanks. All right. So uh, we are uh, on two sides of a coin here. <laughs> yeah. Plaintiff, plaintiff and bad. defense. <laughs> Good yeah. and bad. You just pick which side you want to support. <laughs> um, but, we, but we're both scaling up. And, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you, you're, you're scaled up a little bit more than me. Uh, I'm just kind of going through the grind right now and doing that. And one of the things that I have noticed, and I was being, I've been really, really intentional with my team. Um, and it, it sounds like you've kind of done the same thing. You touched on a little before, and we, we talked about it before we took the break, is, is culture setting uh, team culture. So talk to me a little bit about that. What, How you identified that and, and what do you um, institute in your business here? Sure. Yeah. So we um, at Hudson PI, we've got, we have 40 um, investigators and um, that, that can be a challenge in itself. Um, just um, not only is it 40 employees, you're also talking about 40 families. Right. You're talking about um, 40 lives and, and, and their own micro culture. So you try to develop your office culture and, and your professional culture kind of around that family feel. You know, a lot of people um, make fun of the whole, we're family, you know, this is a business, we're family. But um, we, if you keep that tight knit, you're spending one third plus of your life with these people, they really should be treated like family. Yeah. And you need to understand that, um, Life is life can be difficult, and there's a lot of challenges there. And I think that if there is a two-way street of trust, they trust me. They trust that I'm going to do my best in my job. I trust that they're going to do their best in their job. Um, that does develop a, a, a family culture where they um, they feel protected in their position, and they're going to do what they can to protect the business. Yeah. Um, so we try to we try to promote that. We also um, try to promote fun. This is a stressful job. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of investigators can relate that that this can be a stressful job. This is not a nine to five bank job. Yeah. This is not a Monday through Friday job. So um, it can be stressful, and sometimes the days can be long. Um, and so um, having fun with the stress of the cases and the stress of the investigations, I think, is important. So we try to promote. Yeah, through either different programs, um, uh, just going back and forth, having having get-togethers, um, uh, online um, interactions, and 
uh, rewards back and forth, I think, right. promote a, an environment of yeah, fun. Yeah, bonuses, team challenges, stuff like that is is, yeah. uh, is good. So how has um, a vehicle like Zoom helped with you? Like, is everybody like rem- remote for you or do they actually come into a brick and mortar? Uh, yeah, so we, have we do... Yeah, we do have an office, um, and um, it is um, it is fully staffed. Our office is fully staffed. There's um, there's 18 of us here in in our office in Temecula, and then the rest are uh, remote. Um, we we did we didn't really shut down per se when uh, during um, during COVID, um, but um, as far as the office goes, but yeah, we have a lot of remote employees. We don't utilize Zoom, but we utilize Microsoft Teams, very similar. Teams, and yeah. um, it's constant back and forth. We have chats. We have back and forth meetings. We have uh, weekly management and weekly um, company-wide meetings where we all get together and we can see each other and see how everybody's doing. Right. We also have uh, Trivia Tuesdays, oh, uh, which is kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> you, get, you get a taco <laughs> if you win or what? <laughs> Actually, that's, that's funny. We have a program. We have a program. It's through a company called Bonusly, mm-hmm. and um, we give out um, their points, um, which we ca- we call them tacos. Nice. And um, so you can get, um, let's say, fifty tacos, and those points can be converted into um, gift cards. Fifty tacos, I think, is five bucks. Right. And uh, I mean, there's people making out. I mean, they're 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 pulling down five six hundred bucks a month on their gift cards. That's great. Yeah. So yeah, I don't do the gift card thing, but definitely bonuses. Um, I'm a big believer in that, right? And I learned that my first job out of college, right? The the guy that hired me to do the mystery shopping, like he made it a point that once a month that we'd get a little extra in our check, right? Sure. It wasn't always a lot. I mean, back then maybe hundred, two hundred dollars, and I was like, wow. You know, as a as a guy right out of college, I was like, this is great. <laughs> I can, yeah. I can go down the street to the to the pub. And get yeah. Rounds for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, just having that ownership and I did feel like I was, as the company was growing, I was growing along with it. And, you know, I think that is a really good tool. I think as a business owner too, like read books on management, anything by like John Maxwell, great, great, great books. Um, there's another guy named Greg Johnson. Um, he's written a book called how the mighty have fallen. Um, and I highly recommend that it teaches you um, basically how to treat your employees, you know, and, and, um, better, you know, I, sure. I used to be kind of a tyrant. Don't tell anybody, but like when I started, I was kind of a tyrant. And the, the reason I was a tyrant was that I, uh, I had this expectation of, Hey, if I can do it, you can do it, but not understanding they're never going to do it the way you're going to do it because it's your company. It's not theirs. Right. Absolutely. So don't expect them to, to have the same effort in doing it. And that was, I would Absolutely. get very frustrated um, in that. And uh, Greg Johnson actually has another book that's out recently, recently that I recommend it's called building healthy teams. Um, that's another one. And it's uh, Greg with two G's. Uh, so if anyone's interested in some really good reading um, those are, those are two, two books, even podcasting on, on, you know, business stuff. I'm, I appreciate everyone listening to PI perspectives and the investigator uh, stuff, but you know, you should broaden your horizons and maybe also podcast some business related stuff. Cause they're, they're, people like to talk about this stuff and they like to help you get better at what you're doing. Right. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. I do. Yeah. I like those recommendations. Yeah. Um, it's also about leadership. Uh, there's a, there's a saying about having a bank of, of leadership uh, points or credits, right. And, and being able to um, 
not necessarily always tell somebody when they're doing something wrong, but being able to show and like, hey, I made the same mistake before. Exactly. This is how I fixed it, right? Um, and and people are going to respect you more. If you go around and you say, hey, you did this wrong, you did that wrong, don't do that again. Right. People are not going to respect you as a leader. Well, I think even that and and you did this wrong and here's here's why it was wrong, you know, and here's the results. Like here's here's that chain of everything that's going to happen now because it was done wrong, you know, and let's let's try and mitigate that from happening again. You know, maybe take a little accountability, a little ownership on things. Um, you know, um, I, I was just having a conversation this morning with my director of operations and I was like, listen, I don't police the guys. I don't. I, you know, I give them like leeway to do go and do their things. We're we're not really brick and mortar. Everybody's out doing their th- their their own thing. In fact, my director of operations live in a completely different state than we operate in, but we can do it, right? So sure. I'm like, hey, like I give leeway to the guys. I'm not like I, they don't punch a clock. They just have their work to do. They get it done. They submit their worksheets. It's good. However, if they're required to notify a particular client that something's been scheduled and I'll do it, and that's part of the job description. And they're not doing it. That's a problem, you know. It's like I'm giving you that courtesy. You got to show the courtesy back to me and make sure that you're notifying. And it's not intentional. These guys are busy. They're working their butts off, and they just simply forgot, right? So it's like, okay, you just got to give a reminder, like, hey, Matt's getting that email, or my director of operations is getting that email that they don't need to get because sure. you couldn't hold up your side of the bargain of just shooting a text message saying, hey, this is set for tomorrow at 10 a.m. You know, right. simple stuff like that, right? Yeah. Them, them also understanding, okay, so you forgot to do this. Let me tell you what's going to happen next. Client's going to complain and they're going to say, hey, I'm tired of asking. When is this thing? They're like, oh, I just talked to uh, this new potential client and they said you're, you're scheduled to meet with them at 10 a.m. But you, nobody from your office notified me about that. You know, why is that happening? Right? So it's that, mm, you know, this is stuff that doesn't need to happen. And sure. just, you know, having them understand um, in that. So do you do any kind of like 360 review? Do you believe in that kind of stuff uh, with your employees or no? Three, 360 review. What do you, what do you mean by that? Okay. All right. So I'm teaching you something new. Here. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna, I'm in yeah, school yeah. here. So a 360 review is like almost like an, a, a, you have everybody on staff uh, basically review their, their bosses, right? Their direct supervisor and all that. And it's anonymous, right? So you can do it where they're, they're listing some questions and they're answering the questions or you're just, you know, doing, um, you know, check off the box, you know, type of thing. Sure. Yeah. I guess we do do that. We, we do that with supervisors. We don't do peer to peer, but we do, we do ask, um, subordinates like, Hey, how's your supervisor doing? It's anonymous form that they fill out. Um, it also has, um, particular matrix that, that we want to know, you know, are they, do you trust them? Do you feel they're good communicators? How do you, on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel they are as a leader? So yeah, no, we, we do that and it is anonymous. Um, so that, um, we, we hope that we get honest and hundred uh, percent feedback. Yeah. I mean, finding those, those weak links and trying to, you know, team build and trying to, to, um, you know, make sure that, that they're not afraid to talk either, which is yes. another one too, right? One of the challenges and problems that I have is my guys are, they're so great at what they do. They get really backlogged with actual like report writing and they're afraid <laughs> to like, tell me like, Hey, I got any time off. Like I need time off the road because I got to do some reports 
And I'm trying to tell them like, you need to articulate that to me or to the director or, or to the head of field, you know, field investigations. And that was one of our choke points, you know, because, because clients are going like, Hey, where's my report? You know, you said it was done two weeks ago, but I still haven't seen anything, you know, and just going through my team, you know, and, and one of the things we do, like when I have that management type meeting, right. When I'm meeting with my director of operations, my billing, my head of field, um, um, investigations, I treat it like a, like a real board meeting. Here are the minutes. Sure. Here, here's the agenda. Right. Yep. And then my, my director of operations, here's the minutes from that meeting. Right. So there's records of everything. So, Hey, we talked, what did we talk about last time? Okay. Where are we on this now? Right. That organization, it seems funny, right? Like, why would you do that? It's just a corporation. No, no. These are what real corporations do. And right. if you play with the big boys, like that's what you have to do. Now, I don't think yeah. Justin was doing that six years ago. <laughs> it's just himself, no, right? No, no. Uh, but it's interesting. We we have a, a very, it's very interesting that we have these parallels because I do the exact same thing. Not only is it um, helpful for um, um, for us in, to make sure that we're state organized, but it also creates a record. Like, yeah. hey, we talked about this. You know, yeah. we went over this. Yeah. And it's it's the same thing as like if you serve on any boards for any nonprofits or anything like that. Like they're minutes, they're real, like they're real meetings. Like Robert's yeah. rules are real things. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and the more like culture wise, you can implement that in like the, f- the more efficient you're going to be and the faster you're going to grow, the happier client you're going to have because they're getting what they need. And, um, you know, just kind of greasing the wheel there and getting things going. Yeah. It's a challenge to get started, but you, you'll see that the people that work for you love it. Yeah. They love it. Yeah. They love the ability to talk and they love the ability to kind of get out there. Hey man, this like, I'm having trouble with this or, or this client's doing that. Right. So you've got that aspect of it. Then you take it down one level lower where you have like your field, your head of like field investigations now doing it with the team members and going, what are you struggling with? Like what case is giving you a hard time here? And then it's more than one person that's on that call. Like, Oh, did you try doing this? Did you try doing that? Sometimes I do this, or I know a guy that can get me this. Right. So they're brainstorming on on how to get rid of those choke points there and, and sure. get things moving. And it's great. And what's even better, I'm not on that call. Yeah. I don't want to be yeah. on that call. Right. <laughs> like yeah. enough going on. Yeah. You know, I just I just want to get the summary. Hey, we had that meeting, everything's good. Here's things you need to be aware of. Right. Sure. So like I've learned that from talking to guys, you know, maybe in your position that have that bigger organization um or or more of an international scale conflict international I'm like lacor is a good friend of mine you know and i'm like hey what does your day look like you know how, how are you doing things you know and seeing how they um they run it you know his model is very interesting because he actually has a non-executive director he's got a guy that that is completely out of the field he's not an investigator but he's a business guy and sure. he's just a numbers guy. Why are we not hitting these goals? How are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Right. And that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Um, yeah. But as you're scaling up and as you're doing things like these are things to keep in mind. Um, I, I wonder, do you like at the end of the year, do you do like a review of, Hey, this is everything we did this year. And here are my goals for next year. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We have, we have a year in um, a year in meeting um, what our goals are for the next year, just kind of a review of where we're at, the health of the business, and then, you know, what our projections are. Uh, luckily for the past um, five years, we've been hitting um, and above um, all of our projections. And, um, but yeah, at the end of the year, we, we typically have that, that type of meeting and 
we try to uh, do our best to predict the future. Right. All right, Kreskin, relax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know. One thing I've learned about this business, you can never predict anything. Oh, absolutely. Not. I know it's going to be super busy, you know, yeah. and oh, it's the winter. There are going to be tons of slip and fall cases because people are going to be falling in ice and it's like no snow <laughs> you know, no. All, all winter, right? No. Like you just never know. Oh, it's August. The judges all go on vacation. It's going to be slow. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you just never know. So you, you, you really, you really don't, you, you don't, um, you can invest in certain areas knowing that, Hey, look, we're really busy here. We have an overage of, of cases here. We need to hire another person in the next three months. You mm-hmm. can try to invest into advertising and hope that there's return on that marketing and advertising. But in reality, the universe is chaotic and anything and everything's going to happen. Um, you, you can try to plan, um, and it gives you goals and it gives you direction and you hope that everything works out, but yeah, you, you never know. There so, could be a global pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shelter in place. What is that? I've never heard. Of it. Oh, it, it'll only be two weeks. That's somebody tells us in New York, two weeks tops. We'll be shut down for two weeks. It's cool. Right. <laughs> you know, two months later, like, Hey, is anyone here? What's going on? <laughs> oh, thank God. That's all over. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, it's crazy because during that time, all joking aside, like when, when things did slow down, that is when I analyzed my business even harder. Sure. Okay. Things may change here. You know, how can I be better, you know, or I'm kind of all over the place with my organization. Like how do I streamline all this? And, and that pause allowed me to kind of slow down a little bit and just take a look, you know, like I dove into the case management because I was, I had case management, but it was my own case management, Excel and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Excel on Dropbox, right? Yeah, it's a working document. It's great. You know, everyone can look and do it. All right. How about if we had like a real case management system, right? So I invested in that and and really migrated my whole client list into that and said, hey, this is what we're going to do going forward. And that was one of my goals this year, actually, because now I've it's three years now, I'm almost three years now I'm, I'm using, actually it is, it's over three years now that I'm using case management. And um, so I'm telling my clients, no more emails. I'm not going to email you this document, this PDF or this report or anything like that. No, you have to actually go into the system now and get it. And I got the client, oh, I don't want to do that. You're creating another step for me, blah, 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 blah. Like you're getting this pushback and it's like, okay, do you like the idea of, of this information being, you know, encrypted and SOC 2 certified and, you know, we're collecting IDs for people. Maybe it's better that we're not like emailing their driver's sure. license, you know, stuff like yeah. that. You know, like, oh, I didn't never thought of that. Then that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll use this. You know, that's, a, that's a great argument. What, yeah. what do you do to um, continue to build your relationship with your client? Or do you feel like there's anything that was left out there? Like uh, as far as um, the communication and the back and forth? Well, here's the beautiful part about this system. And I don't know if you use case management at all, but there, there's a note system in there where, where they could actually give feedback. We can send them notes. They can give instructions on on how to proceed on cases. Budget-wise, they can see where you're at budget-wise, right? So you you have that back and forth and it's it's more efficient, right? Sure. Because also it'll ping you when they send a message, right? So ping, okay, so-and-so law firm wants this done now. All right, let sure. me mobilize and get the team going, right? So it's a lot of heavy lifting to get them on board with it, but uh, I have found that once they drink the Kool Aid, they're they're all in. They want another glass. Right. <laughs> Saying, "Oh right. yeah, you know," uh, right. which is which is good. Um, and it, it you know, it's, but I also had to realize that there 
or some of my clients are just not going to do it and sure. make a choice like when I'm sure. And, um, you know, th- that's why I have an operations guy that <laughs> you're responsible for this. Right. Deal with right. It, right? Um, but you brought up a good point, right? You want to make sure that you have that, you, you, you still have that relationship, real, that person to person relationship. It's not via email or, or messaging and all that. That's where you and I come in, right? That's what our role is. Sure. Hey, Absolutely. can I drop by, you know, just want to say hello, maybe I take out the lunch. Or can I come and review some cases that that uh, maybe you're having trouble with or you don't know where to where to do? Like I'll come in for two hours and, and bring out a couple of cases and let's take a look at them. You're like that's what you and I should be doing, right? That's building the business, building the rapport, um, right. doing doing stuff like that. You know, the whole nitty gritty back end stuff. That's some other guy and some other job, right? <laughs> so, right, right. Um, that I think is is probably the best uh, best way to do it. Um, how do you handle? Um, when you have a problem with somebody on staff, somebody that's not cutting the mustard, um, that's not having that culture, do you have specific um, policies in place, you know, uh, in, in dealing with that? And what would you recommend to somebody who's scaling up what, that comes across this stuff? Well, it's certainly going to happen. I can tell you right now that if you're going to have employees and um, you're staffing up, you're going to have situations that are uncomfortable for you as a manager and as a business owner. You're going to have situations where you do have to have a a one-on-one and um, discuss somebody's performance, which can always be difficult. You know, Um, it's a difficult conversation. Um, We do have um, a pretty extensive uh, policy in place for um, people. different issues and problems that come into place. One of the, one of the things that we do use is um, what we call a PIP and it's a performance improvement plan. Okay. And so we, um, we try to develop, okay, well, what are the issues at hand and how, what can we do to try to improve them? Um, we give goals and guidance on, on, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do. Um, sometimes the problem's more serious than that. And um, you may need to uh, terminate somebody. And those are always, th- those are always difficult. Yeah. Um, it's also difficult in California. Uh, we have uh, quite a lot of rules that we have yeah. to follow. And uh, I'm sure New York is, is probably the same or similar, right. um, but um, it, it can be uncomfortable. And, uh, but yeah, making sure that you have a good policy in place and you're like, Hey, we're talking about predicting the future. You need to be prepared for these types of things because they're going to happen. Right. And having a policy in place and having a procedure in place, you hope that they don't, but they're they're going to happen. And having guidance for yourself as a supervisor and a manager, um, I think is vital and important. Yeah. No, and you you get called to the carpet. You want to be able to, you know, show you know, what was done, chances that were given, you know, discipline or, or the, the quote unquote talking to, <laughs> you know, sure. the, yeah. the pow pow uh, before, before you cut them. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think what's vital for employees is that they know what they're getting into. So before, uh, you know, before their first day, they get here, they sit down. The first thing they do is they review our policy and our handbook. Yep. They go over our rules this is what's expected of you. They mm-hmm. sign um, an agreement, employee agreement. Yep. So there's nothing, there's not anything that they knew. They knew what was going on. They knew what they, what the expectations were. No, uh, I, I, I think, I think the better thing is they signed it. Yeah. They, knew. <laughs> they signed yeah. it. You know, yeah. it, it, listen, this, your signature on here tells me that you read this. <laughs> and yeah. if you didn't, that's on you. 
Uh, yeah. I've had a few of those over the years. Oh, what are you talking about? That's never been our procedure. Okay. Can you go review the manual that you signed? And then yeah. let's have another conversation, right? So that employee manual is super, super, super important. Um, you know, you should have some sort of onboarding package. You know, when somebody, hey, welcome to the team. Here's everything. <laughs> you know, fill this out, sign this, make sure you do this, go get fingerprinted, blah, 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 blah. You got to do all that and you got to get to me in a timely fashion, right? Um, in New York, they take it one step further, the sexual harassment you know, stuff. You know, here's some stuff on sex- sexual harassment. You got to read this. Hey, this is our policies and procedures. You need to sign off it. I got to keep that on file. And if I don't have that on file and there's a claim that happens, it's a problem, right? Yeah. It's the so, same in California. Uh, employees have to have one hour of sexual harassment training. Supervisors have to have two hours of sexual harassment training. Yeah. And it's just the nature that we live in. You know, you're lawyers, right? You got to love them right yeah. here. <laughs> can't live without them. <laughs> I'm keeping my since since 90% of my clients, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm like 95, so I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, so I think we're gonna wind down here. Justin, this was so much fun, man. It was really great yeah. chatting with you about this. Um I I I I think we we are cut from the same cloth here and for sure. Uh, yeah, there's a reason why on LinkedIn we're, we celebrate each other's victories. Yeah, we're, we're following that same trajectory. So, yeah. um, if folks want to get a hold of you, how would they get a hold of you? Sure, they can. Um, you know what? Drop, send me an email, Justin at HodsonPI.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentor a lot of a lot of uh, uh, investigators that are up and coming. Uh, some of uh, some of my mentees have developed their own business and have their own employees. So. I'm welcome to, you know, send me an email. I'll, I'll give you some pointers and uh, I'm open to uh, collaboration. They can also find me on LinkedIn. Right. Uh, just look up Justin Hodson and I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your, uh, your story and your expertise here. Uh, I, I feel like there'll, there'll be another round two uh, at some point, you know, we'll get back. Oh, cool, man. I, I can't wait. Yeah, you get the re the reinvite. <laughs> I think All you right. Passed, you passed awesome. the, uh, the test there. So cool. Thank you everyone for uh, tuning in and uh, we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Take care. All right. Great. Thanks. Thanks to Justin and Matt for discussing this great topic. Whether you're just starting your business or you've hit a growth spurt, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank you also to Campbell Insurance Group for sponsoring our show. Remember to tell them you listen to save $50 when you apply for insurance. Additional thanks to the PI Institute for Education, Crosstracks, Nally, for sponsoring this show. Thank you. Also, don't forget about investigatorstoolbox.com. You can type in version 2.0, 25% to save 50 bucks when you join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible, and we'll be back next week with a brand new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there.